Welcome to our podcast. We are Vintage City Church based out of Fort Collins, Colorado. As a church, we're currently working through the Book of Romans. If you would like to watch the live video from this episode, head over to vintagecitychurch.tv and we hope you enjoy this message. Good morning. The scriptures say a cup of water given in the name of Jesus has supernatural authority. Then how much more do humanitarian supplies given because we as a family sent somebody overseas, God placed them in the right moment at the right place at the right time, and then we get to be an extension into what's going on around the world. And it's not that we just want to hop on with the crisis, but I think in crisis, the people of God have an opportunity to be something that nobody else can be. Because our circumstances don't determine who we are. The kingdom determines who we are. So our calling is to walk into situations that are circumstantially challenged and declare the kingdom. Just be able to say what Jesus said, hey, the kingdom of God's among you. How do you know? Because generosity and grace are here. We're fearless in the face of fiscal difficulty. Why? Because he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. We're fearless in the face of cancer. Why? Because he told us we can heal. The kingdom means we live from a different grid. The grid is his. His declarations over the natural world become our declarations over the natural world. If you're not living from that perspective, I'd just love to invite you into it, because it's who you are. It's not something that we ascend to. It's just a reality of what he's created in us. His purpose was to subdue darkness and put it underfoot by empowering humanity with his spirit, coming to rest inside of humanity so that everywhere we tread, he gives us. He takes the ground for himself through us. All we have to do is align with the kingdom. If it's allowed in heaven, we allow it. If it's not, we don't. This is not my teaching today. (laughs) I think we're in a season that's different right now. We can feel it. My hope is that what we're stepping into, and here's what I think we're stepping into, and I say think because we see in part, we know in part. We're stepping into a season where there's a prophetic grace and there's a sense of the dwelling of the Lord that is gonna supersede everything else we do. So that means we're gonna make a lot more space for just time in his presence. We prepare, but we make a lot more space for his voice. I really want to talk about Romans, but I think I'm supposed to talk about the kingdom. You and I extend something every time we walk. We extend a reality every place we go. The question is, which reality am I extending? We should be extending the one that he invited us into. But oftentimes, because we don't understand our identity, 
We don't understand our personhood. We don't understand his authority. We live blinded to what's going on. We let self-talk happen. We let the wrong perspective happen. Paul will say in Galatians that there's two realities in your life. There's the spirit of God and there's your flesh. And you will never make a decision that is not caught between these two polarities. That the spirit of God is always pulling us into the reality of heaven. You say, what does that mean? It means I'm in a situation where I see poverty, I come upon someone in need, the question I have in my natural man is why should I meet that? They should meet it for themselves. But the question the spirit man should be asking is can I meet that because I have limited, unlimited resources. If you're not living in the understanding of a limitless God, you're living in the wrong understanding of who he is. When I encounter sickness, if my, thought, if my first thought pattern is to the magnitude of the sickness, the gravity of the situation, and what, what's, the, what's the run rate on this, then I'm in the wrong kingdom. If when I encounter sickness, my first statement is, ooh, can I pray for that? Well, why would you want to pray for that? Oh, because he's put this thing in my hands that I get to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Yeah, but what if it doesn't happen? See, now that's me stepping into his seat, not my seat. His seat is these signs follow them that believe. They lay hands on the sick and they recover. That's, that's for you and I to walk in. What is his is to perform his word, to release his established ideas. We've got to let go of trying to figure out how to answer unanswered prayers. We have to step back into the place where our responsibility is, I will pray, I will follow through, I will be faithful, because to the faithful you show yourself what? Faithful. Perhaps he's going to lead us into a place where we learn. Has it ever caught you that Jesus heals people in the scriptures over and over and over again, and he does it different almost every time? Almost like he understood how to attack a specific situation in a specific way. And maybe we just don't understand that yet. So we are invited by him to practice and practice and practice. And we learn until we get so gutsy that we start spitting into the mud and wiping it on eyes so they can see. Why did he do that? Perhaps he understood something in this realm that we haven't understood yet. Maybe he was a Jedi. You know what I mean? Maybe he understood a level of functioning in his father's kingdom that we don't understand yet. And instead of allowing our defeats to inform our sense of, uh, of lack, we allow our defeats to encourage us to try. Every time I have an unanswered prayer, it teaches me I need to pray more. Does this make any sense? If we're going to see heaven invade Fort Collins, Loveland, Windsor, this region that we're in, which we absolutely know to the person in this room, all of us can feel it. There's this bizarre sense of knowing that says the Lord is about to break through. 
He's about to release something. We can feel it. It builds. But if we're going to be the people that are, are, that are the instrument of that encounter, that engagement in our region, we have to learn how to walk in the kingdom, carry the kingdom, talk in the kingdom, and get out of ourselves. How many of you could hear me say, be careful with what you align with? Stop aligning with the enemy, with your own insecurity, and start aligning with what he has declared. Jesus makes a declaration to John when John asks, are you the real deal? Have I... Followed the wrong thing. And what does Jesus say to defend himself? The blind eyes open, the deaf hear, the lame walk. All I'm advocating for is that we, the people of God, put away excuse and step into opportunity. We let go of shame. We stop taking unanswered prayers as, a, as an indication of his love for us, and we start taking them for what they are, an invitation to practice. We step into the reality of I'm going to extend your kingdom everywhere I go, in every situation, not just at church. I'm going to extend it at work. Well, how do I extend it at work? I begin to act like him, live like him, practice like him in the marketplace. I return harshness with kindness. I'm patient. I'm tender. I'm unworried about my advancement. All of these really practical applications that are simply modeling the life of Christ in the marketplace. I start applying it in the home front. I start applying it in every sector of my life. Just this simple understanding. I'm going to put on the nature of Christ. Okay, so here's the downside of trying to follow the Holy Spirit. There's not a downside. Here's a consequence, let's call it that. The consequence is, it gives you something awesome to say and it's only 10 minutes long. kingdom of God is one of the, for me, was one of the most confusing things in the world. What is it? How do we get there? It's learning to live life from his perspective in the identity he's declared over you. Behold what manner of love the Father's given us, that he's called us sons and daughters, and we really are. And Jesus' promises, I and the Father will come make our home in you. You are the light of the world. The intention of heaven was that everywhere we go, we would bring this light, we would bring a new nature, we would bring a new reality to the places we walk. We talked about this young lady, Hattie, who leaves our culture to go be a missionary. Could I just explain, each of us 
in our own sector is a missionary, an emissary of the kingdom. My responsibility is to call those things which aren't as though they are, to declare the kingdom and walk into any situation and just learn to live through the grid of, if it's contrary to him, I stand against it. What needs to be released in this place? That's the question. How many have ever encountered irritating people? Perhaps we take a step back and instead of dealing irritation on irritation, we take a step back and learn to say, hey Lord, what do you want released over them? You mean like pray for them? Yeah, isn't that what Jesus says? Pray for those who despitefully use you? But we learn to take a step back, push pause and go, hmm, this doesn't smell like heaven. All right, Lord, what do you want me to release? What happens if in our marriages we learn that principle? How many have ever had your spouse not smell like heaven? How many have ever been the spouse that didn't smell like heaven? But what happens if we learn to step back in those moments and we're just adjusting a simple tactical grid? The adjustment is, in this moment, I gotta learn to live from the right kingdom, not the wrong kingdom. And then we get to do fun stuff like be in the grocery store and have the Holy Spirit say, hey, I want you to lay hands on that person. You're like, what will they think? Here, I've told you this over and over again. We are either crazy or we're right. There is no middle ground. You've got to settle that. To follow Jesus, you are either certifiable or you've found the real thing. And we live in a world that is plagued with darkness, that is desperately crying out for the real thing. And a lot of us are going through life trying to live in the world with the real thing from their lens. Let's stop living from their lens. Let's start living from the lens we've been given, which is his lens, that our eyes would be open, that the scales would fall off, and we would learn to see the marketplace and the world around us through his eyes. Perhaps we wake up every morning and we set aside a chunk of time to sit with him, not to make us good believers, but because we understand I am heading into the marketplace with an agenda. My agenda is to extend the kingdom. Yes, I'm there to exchange work. That is my first priority. I will be a great employee because that's who he's called me to be. He's called me to be faithful and hardworking and and hard work brings prosperity, all these beautiful principles. But my real job everywhere I go is to release the kingdom. just to release the kingdom. If you're in a roommate situation, can you imagine if all the roommates got together and decided we together are gonna release the kingdom towards each other? We're gonna live in grace and in mercy and in tenderness and in love. We're gonna live in compassion. We're gonna live in a servant-hearted nature. Why? Because that's the kingdom. I know this is not rocket science. Yet for the church to be in this region, what I know he's called us to be, we have to start extending the kingdom. For us to grow in faith, to get gutsy, to see the move of God in our day and in our time, we have to extend the kingdom. We have to become aggressive and active 
Here's what I love about extending the kingdom. It first and foremost requires a management of me. Because I have to remind myself regularly of the king. Ooh, live in a manner worthy of your calling. Hey, Greg, you've been called by God. Now you've got to act like him. Just that government is the beginning place. And once I've settled my account with myself, which is I'm in management of myself, I've watched my perimeter, I'm holding the kingdom upon myself saying, nope, you're going to, you, Greg, are going to identify with the king and every behavior. Then I can start releasing the kingdom. Sometimes it's just time to be done. Stand with me. What a fun season to be part of. To be the people entrusted to release the more of the Lord on this region. I look around, I see doctors, I see police officers, I see grocery store people, I see teachers, I see business owners. All of us carry the one single combined understanding. I am being sent by him to live out and extend the kingdom. I will say this to you, stop worrying about finances. Let that worry go. Worry about extending the kingdom and working hard and the finances will follow. Stop worrying about the end game and your retirement, stop it. You have been placed where you are with an intentional reason. You are to influence and release the kingdom to the world around you. You are to aggressively take back every demonic stronghold you find. You are, to, you are to step on it and put it underfoot and declare the kingdom. How do you do that? You say no to sin. You shut it off every time you can. That is our journey together. We are the mobilized people of God with his goals. We come here. We get all filled up. We get all happy on Jesus' juice, and we head out. And we go extend the kingdom. The other teaching was really good too. This one was more fun. <laughs> I, I got through it first gathering, so Lord willing, we know. It, last week, all three gatherings were different, so who knows what the Lord's doing. <laughs> Jesus, we love you. We, just, uh, we said that over and over, and it felt so fantastic to declare that we love you. Lord, we say phrases like, we love you more than anything, and my heart cries that those be phrases validated by our life that we would pour ourselves out. But Lord, today, my hope is that our eyes have been opened and a set of glasses has been given to us that we see the kingdom and we see the opportunity to release the kingdom and we walk out of this house feeling empowered and, and tenacious to just go declare freedom to the captives, to, do, to go declare forgiveness to the sinners, that we would be the people that could lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I know you said it is what you've given us to do, so Lord, would you teach us how to walk in it? Yes. And then we're going to step back and watch what you want to do in this city, what is in your heart in this day and in this time. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thank you for your time with us. We would love to have you join us at a live gathering on Sunday. Our address is 1501 Academy Court, and it's just off of Prospect Road in Fort Collins, Colorado. For more information, please go to VintageCityChurch.com, and we'll see you next time.